Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Payne. All right, guys, today, 2008, the debut of the movie The Wrestler. Mickey Rourke in one of his best roles. And with our other co-host, Blackbeard and himself, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, <clears throat> yo, I hope you dudes rustle better than you rap, because what they heard and I heard sounded like crap. You got your fake gold chain and you out here dissing, are you the acclaimed or are you men on the mission? You're trying to drop rhymes, you're trying to make hits, but just like the year 2020, the whole thing were the, the shits. But listen, green boys, I'll give you a pass. Freddie Aloso, the devil's advocate, and the encyclopedia are going to kick your ass. Boom! Drop the mic. A men on the mission mention in 2020. I'm very happy right now. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I was thinking good, bad, unhugly, whatever it was they said in the Hangman match, but then when I heard Kaz doing his thing, I was like, oh, wow, all right, I'm going with this. Yeah. So this is our last full show of the year. Um, we may have a watch along in between the Christmas and New Year's break, but we wanted to give you, we teased it last week, our awards of the year. Our TLC picks and anything else that comes to mind. So Encyclopedia, lead us in, man. All right. Um, I suspect we'll talk more about our end of year stuff and some of the other topics. So let's start off with tables, ladders, and chairs. Coming off the lowest rated Raw in the history of the broadcast. Congratulations, WWE. Seems like they say that every week. <laughs> yeah. That's what it seems like. And AEW, it seems like they might... Actually, I think they beat them in the demo compared to last week's AEW to Raw. So uh, Vince needs to wake up, but um, that's not going to happen. And there's plenty of criticizing we could do there. But instead, we'll just we'll go into the TLC picks. Uh, we'll go with the amounts that have been announced right now. And the first one, uh, which right now is the only non-title match I see on this card, is The Fiend versus Randy Orton. It's his own stipulated match, right? Uh, fiery Funhouse or Fiery something. They announced it earlier today. Oh, shows what I know. Today? Yeah. That. Oh, yeah, Firefly it, it, Inferno it, it, match. What? Yeah, Firefly. Anybody know what so that is? So, for me, I'm going to have to go with The Fiend. I'm trying to find any information on what's this, what this means. <laughs> it's basically, it sounds like it's just an Inferno match, so we'll go with that. So for those of you that don't remember, to win, you ha your opponent has to be lit on fire. It's too bad you can't say Raw's been on fire the last several months. A dumpster fire. You can't say that. <laughs> True. There you go. I stand corrected. <laughs> Just right. like right. the Mets Stadium. Wow. I'm going to go with The Fiend as well. Um, I don't know about you guys, just before we even get into this a little further... 
does it on paper does this pay-per-view seem like very obvious like i'm going through this i'm not having any any real issues picking any of these matches i think i can i think you know obviously i could be wrong but i'm i tend to feel like this pay-per-view is kind of already laid out and we already know who all the winners are going to be i think the tag team title matches are the only real question marks here um all right well we'll see let's keep going and we'll see what we think but I don't know. I didn't have any trouble picking my making my picks this week, but maybe I'm totally off, but we'll see. Well, the other problem is they stack SmackDown so much lately, especially when they're on Fox Sports 1, which I don't quite really, I don't get it because the clearance, the number of households that even get Fox Sports 1 is way down. But they stacked SmackDown. We got Bailey versus Bianca Belair, for example, I think. I forget what there's a there's another huge match announced. For whatever reason, they seem to focus on stacking Friday night rather than the pay per views. But whatever. Um, I'm gonna agree with you and say the fiend on that Raw match. Uh, the Inferno match, the Firefly Inferno hat. And then next on the card is the Raw Tag Team Titles match: Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods versus Cedric Alexander. And Shelton Benjamin from the Hurt Business. What do you yeah, think? I think, uh, uh, I think we got the Hurt Business on this one. I'm going to go with the Hurt Business. I think they need, if they're going to have any kind of credibility, they got to get more titles. I know Lashley's got the U.S. belt, but I don't feel like, I, don't, I almost feel like he's not part of that team. He's so much better than everybody else. I feel like in order for them to get a little more, uh, Gravitas, so to speak, they're going to need to get those tag belts. So, yeah, I I gotta agree with you. That's where I was going before that. I think um, the New Day's run is course, man. I think they're dead in the water, in my opinion. So I've got to go with uh, the hurt business on this. The funny thing is, there's been occasions recently where you've seen somebody constantly get rematches to the point that you think they're all right they're going to finally win the title and then they don't pull the trigger on it i i think there's more to it to having that dissension with cedric and shelton as tag team champions than without and as you guys said how many times you're going to have them lose so even though this is not the first time i would pick uh this is not the first time i picked the challengers and got it wrong i actually i think it's randy orton is the example that I went with. How many times did he get a title shot before they finally put it on him? Um, yeah. Maybe her business is tying that with this match, but yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys and say her business. Um, as Freddie said, I got to agree with him. The new day's time, at least as a tag team is done. Uh, we we got to do something else. I mean, the problem is they don't have anybody else, right? I mean, they name another tag team, right? Is it, I, I can't even think of another raw tag team at this point. No. So, I mean, why I don't know why they bother having tag team titles if they're never going to do anything with them, but I don't know. They should make a trade with AEW for a couple tag teams. <laughs> Too much on that side. Yeah, I think tag team wrestling is dead in WWE. Yeah, Vince doesn't like it, so. And it, it has been since maybe the early 2000s, since the end of the Attitude Era. I mean, they had moments where you had Usos and New Day and The Bar, and I mean, there, there's been different different times, but yeah, now it's like, 
And even in NXT, you got in NXT UK, you got plenty of established tag teams. What's the problem? Why wouldn't you use one of them? I mean, I'm I'm going through the roster now, and yeah, the, there's no other tag teams. Um, right, because Dolphin uh, and Rude are on SmackDown, right? Right, they're challenging for the tag belts tomorrow night against Street Right, Profits. so I mean, there's who else? I can't even think of anybody else on Raw. Uh, maybe Lucha House Party, uh, War Raiders, or one Ivar's Ev- injured. Um, Morrison and Miz, at least that would have been something for them to do instead of playing job duty to everyone until this past Monday. I don't know. Yeah. I used to love them back in the day. They're terrible now. Yeah, they are. But maybe you could have Retribution actually go into the tag team division. God knows nobody gives a shit about anything else they're doing. They're not even on this card. No, they're too, yeah. busy. they're too busy beating Ricochet. Yeah, they're too busy trying to get a guy they beat up all the time to join them. That's like the Yankees yeah. signing, you know, some of the worst players. You know, let's get all the bad players on our team. We, we want them. Yeah, everybody would beat the shit out of the past couple of years. <laughs> all right. Uh, SmackDown women's title match. We have Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. A.K.A. Corey Graves, bitch. Pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, I, does anybody really see Carmella getting the belt? I mean, Sasha Banks is on a roll. I, I mean, why would you take the belt off of her at this point? Yeah. I mean, they're trying. They're letting Carmella beat her up every week. Right? And she also has some helper or some crap like that. I, I haven't watched SmackDown recently to know who it is, but I don't see it. I don't know, some wine server, I think. It's a fancy name for a wine server. I had to Google it because I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is when she was calling him over. Debonair or something? Whatever. Who cares? I gotta say, Sasha Banks' title reign, though, has been a disappointment. Well, it's not her fault. She has no challengers. Uh, The only person you really want to see her against is Bailey, and Bailey's taking some time off. No, no, no. She's feuding with Bianca Belair. Actually, I would have maybe you had Belair in there, the student and the teacher, so to speak. I'm the boss and I'm the EST. You, you could do it as a face face. It would have been better than this car, bullshit Carmella shit uh, crap we're getting. Carmella should Carmella could have been the Royal Rumble challenger because does anyone give a shit about the title matches at the Royal Rumble? Not really. No. Like protect Belair. We all know Eve Marie is they're just ha- holding her back until they get real crowds <laughs> so they can hear people take ver- verbal shits all over it. <laughs> I mean, I heard they have Melina. Like, and she's just kind of hanging around, not doing anything with her. I mean, there would have been a good challenger for Sasha Banks, right? Or I mean, you could have grabbed somebody from NXT and just said, you know, they're going to have a special challenge match. I mean, they could have done anything better than Carmella. I mean, they're just recycling. I mean, where's Alicia Fox when we need her? I mean, shit. They're just recycling the same people. Hey, show respect for the unemployed. <laughs> Come on, Fox. Yeah, I'm looking at the women's um, roster for SmackDown. Billy Kay, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Carmella. So we mentioned all of them already. Well, not Billy Kay, but whatever. It's funny for a, a brand that is um, – so pushing the fact that they they love their women and you know they're doing such a good job in NXT they treat the main roster women like crap. They treat the main roster in general like crap. But I mean, talk about something that needs an overhaul. I mean, Natty, all of them. I would get rid of all of them. I would just bring up all the NXT girls and just let them so and sort it out. There's a division that just needs to be a house cleaning needs to be done. 
I'm trying to figure out who maintains the website. I mean, on the SmackDown side, you got the Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamina. Nobody wants to see that. But Paige is listed on the SmackDown roster. Maurice? Maurice hasn't been on the show in over a year. How the hell did she get on SmackDown? Somebody needs to update this website. I don't know. But... They also got Sarah Schreiber. Sarah Schreiber is one of the interviewers on Raw. She's never been on SmackDown. Who? I don't know. Anyway. Okay, I'm done bitching about that. Moving on. Moving on. Women's tag team title match on Raw. Steven's favorite tag team. Max and Shannon Baszler. The bold and the beautiful. They should call them the bold and the beautiful. They really should. There you go. And Asuka and a mystery partner because they wheeled off Lana last week. Okay, have you guys heard the rumors that the mystery partner is going to be Charlotte Flair? I heard that from you, and I actually then read the tie-in that apparently it was Nia that put Charlotte out months ago. Yeah. So, when, since when does WWE go with continuity? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't remember that at all either. So, <laughs> I see, if that's, my problem with this match is not knowing who Asuka's partner is. I would pick, if it's Charlotte, there's no way they would lose. Yeah, right. uh, but if I, it's anybody else, I could definitely see Nia and and Shayna still winning. So I, I'm having a hard. It's the only match that I'm having a hard time with, and it's only because I don't know who's involved. So I'm gonna go yeah, with Oscar, the mystery partner. But I put my caveat out there that I don't think this is an easy choice because if it's Dana Brooke or something, they're gonna get they're gonna lose. I think I suggested this to you. Why wouldn't you? Put an established tag team like Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose in there against Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, and have Asuka in their corner. At least it's a legitimate tag team that they were doing something with until Mandy Rose had gotten injured. It just goes to show you how sad the women's division is that Asuka doesn't even have a challenger for her singles belt. Well, she's got challengers. They're, they're the tag team champions right now. But I'm saying other than them, she could be wrestling on this card defending her real title. And let, like you said, let Dana Brooke and whatever, and, you know, let them fight out for the tag belts. Now, if they do bring, if the rumor is true, and it is Charlotte, then this sets up the whole storyline of Austin and Triple H all over again, where they're the tag team champions, but then they're also, um, wasn't Austin the, the world champ at the time, and they were feuding against each other? Well, wasn't Austin the world champ and Triple H was the Intercontinental champ? Right. That's yeah. That's what it was. They did it a few times, probably to probably to give Austin a little bit of a break because he was quite beat up. I mean, the rumor is they're setting this up for WrestleMania that it'll be Oscar and Charlotte, but I don't see how that's going to last that long. That's a long time from now. It's it's possible. I mean, you could have her face Shayna or Nia at Royal Rumble and then the other of the two the next event but yeah that's still and it's funny this will be the third pay-per-view in a row she hasn't defended it she didn't defend it at Hell in a Cell either and I can tell you I hate I hate good girl Asuka I like evil Asuka so much better I like the rants I like when she goes crazy and speaks all you know says all this crazy stuff this cheering for for uh, Lana is like pathetic I really can't stand it yeah, I, I'm going to have to go Asuka and Mystery Partner, because if it's Charlotte, it's it's a gimme. Uh, you can do Charlotte in the Women's Rumble match. You can do 
um, say Nia or Shayna challenging Oscar at Rumble, and then Elimination Chamber you have Charlotte win it, and then there's your there's your uh, Mania match. Should we even bother giving the rest of our picks? Because I'm gonna agree with you guys, and if not just if it's Charlotte, uh, even the fact Lana's not in the match, maybe Lana's the one that cost Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler the belts, even in her injured state. I mean, who the hell knows? But I, I feel like the Nia Jax Shayna Baszler title reign it, it it's been more entertaining than I thought it would be. But it's it's time to move on. They're setting it up for a title change here. I'm gonna agree with you guys. But I wonder why. Asuka and Bailey could defend the title on different shows, and these two are trapped on one show. I mean, at least it could be somewhat interesting if they showed up on NXT one week mm-hmm. and gave, yeah. uh, you know, how about Dakota Kai and, you know, uh, what's her name, her partner? I can't think of it right now. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, that would have been a somewhat interesting match. Or go over to SmackDown and, and mm-hmm. fight some, you know what I mean? Like, they're supposed to be defending on all brands, yet they haven't shown up on either show in ever, I don't think, since they've won these belts. So I really don't understand the point. If you've got a, you know, what none of the even other shows are even on the on the map, and I don't get it. They could have done something more interesting with this if they really wanted to. That's because Nia only yeah. works on Mondays. You don't want to piss off the Rock's bloodline, you know. Ugh. Does anybody want to no, see no, the Rock I... versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? I don't. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'd rather see that than Goldberg. Well, I'd rather see paint dry than Goldberg. Yeah. I'd rather take a really good dump than see Goldberg. It's the same thing, you know? Um, the way Roman's heel run's been going, I think it would be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing him face The Rock. I don't think you do it without a crowd. They got to put some sort of legend in there against Roman Reigns for WrestleMania, and it's going to be in another close set sort of thing. Then I'd rather it be Goldberg than The Rock. Save that, save that for a stadium show where the crowd can get behind it. I think Roman as a heel has been been great. Yeah, I think we've been calling for for years that he was he would be much better as a heel. But next match, WWE Raw Championship match, TLC, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Cyclopedia. I'm gonna bitch about this for one second, please. That match was announced for two weeks, and then all of a sudden, the, it was casually mentioned on Raw, and actually they apparently announced it, I think, over the weekend during the Tribute to the Troop show the day before. This match all of a sudden went from a regular title match to a TLC match. No build, no explanation, no nothing. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's a TLC match. For two weeks, you didn't even realize TLC was your pay-per-view? Is that what happened? And why? Do we have to get two TLC matches here? No. Of the two title matches, this is the one that I would say, do it as a straight-up one-on-one. It's going to probably be way better than a ladder match is going to be for these two guys. I don't think it was necessary to do TLC here. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, one-on-one, straight-up match, done. Did you guys see AJ versus Sheamus this week? Yeah. Great match. I mean, that, yeah. that goes directly to your point. AJ can go with anybody. If you're looking yeah. for AJ to make Drew McIntyre, you know, give him some, some go... That's your man. AJ can do it. AJ can make anybody look good. So I agree with you. I don't know why this needs to be. A t- it has to be a TLC match because it's on the TLC pay-per-view. That's the problem. 
But you could do one TLC match. You don't need two. No, we can't do that. On Hell in a Cell, we have eight Hell in a Cell matches, right? I mean, the guy bringing out the popcorn has to go through the Hell in the Cell. The guy selling the programs has to fight the other guy to sell programs in Hell in a Cell, right? They're not there right now. They can't. <laughs> okay. Over. All right. All right. <laughs> My point being is, you know, if we call this pay-per-view, you know, uh, eating ice cream, they all got to eat ice cream. You know what I mean? Like if we got, I don't know. I'm just, you know, my point is whatever they're calling this pay-per-view, if it's like the the world knitting championship, they all got to make sweaters. They don't, you know, they don't differentiate that. So whether it fits in the storyline or not, it ends up, that ends up being the way. Just out of curiosity, what are you smoking? Nothing good right now. Yeah. It's legal. It's going to be legal in Jersey and I want edibles. I'm telling you now. You could get that now anyway. I know a guy. Um. <laughs> so, all right. Well, my my pick is Drew McIntyre. I think everybody is in agreement on that, right? Don't speak for me. No, no I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's Drew. It's damn Drew. And you mentioned AJ Styles can get a good match out of everybody. Drew McIntyre's no slouch anymore either. He's He can I'm really go. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if you want to make your champion look good, AJ Styles is a you want to win over AJ Styles because he's a multiple time world champion that instantly gives you some credibility by beating him. And I would agree in a in a straight up match I'd be way more impressed. I mean look what he and Sheamus did, right? I mean what a great match that was and that didn't have anything to do with that till the end. So why they feel like they need to add all these gimmicks is beyond me. Well it's because it's entertainment it's not wrestling. I think with our next our next pick, it's all the same too. I don't I don't think there's uh there's gonna be much of a difference there with Roman versus KO. Which really fucking pisses me off. I know I'm a KO mark, but the way he's built up this storyline along with Roman and his part, this screams a bigger pay per view than TLC to me. This I think could have been the WrestleMania main event. They've been setting it up very nicely, the two play off each other well. They're both firing back and forth to the comments. You got the backstage stuff, the beatdowns and everything. This is a major feud setup, and it's going to get blown off as a one-off for this damn pay-per-view. Really pisses me off that KO is getting overlooked again. I think KO's overall run has been not been great. I mean, he, I think he should have been had a longer world title reign. I don't think he should have been Goldberg's bitch. I think that was bullshit. Yeah. And the man is, is magic on the mic. He can work, go in the ring. Right. I mean, he sh- he should be in the talk about the upper echelon of wrestlers, not someone who like luck. It looks like he lucked into a world title match. You know, he's like he's like in the Dolph Ziggler group, in my opinion, and he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I think it's the same thing that happened to Finn. They got hurt during that initial title run and it hurt. KO didn't get hurt. That's that's the thing. K- I-, I think the problem with KO is he's. He, he'll respectfully speak his mind. He won't push back. He's happy to be there. And he's actually, based on his character, you would think he would putting up more of a fight. And I think it's partially the fact that they don't believe he needs the title to get over, which really sucks because I think he could actually help elevate that title. I mean, if you think about it, he was there for Daniel Bryan's comeback. Uh, he got the opportunity to basically take Vince McMahon out during the Shane feud. Th- those aren't upper mid-card spots you're giving him. So what's the problem here? Why don't you feel he could carry it? 
I think the problem is KO doesn't look like the kind of wrestler Vince wants. He doesn't have that kind of body. He look he's got a dad bod for the most part. And that's okay. I mean, not everybody needs to be, you know, a muscle man. Vince needs to go. Is he going to send him to the performance center to lose 30 pounds? Well, you know, Keith Lee needed to go back. And Otis. You know, notice notice that, like, Nia Jax didn't get sent back, or a lot of people who actually need ring time didn't get sent back, so I don't know what that was all about. I don't know if that was, just like, to send a message to somebody, or was it like, you know, we don't want to include people because we don't want to insult them? I don't know. I That was ridiculous. But just to finish off the pay-per-view, I think, was... I think we're Roman Reigns across the board, I think, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. right, so you bring up the whole, especially Keith Lee thing, it, and this thought just popped in my head. Do you think the fact that they had him lose in a handicap match to Miz and Morrison was trying to send him a message? Yes. Miz and Morrison 100%. haven't beat anybody in weeks. Right. And McIntyre walked right over them. Yeah. So you've been pushing this guy for months as an unstoppable force. You were protecting him. He couldn't get pinned. And then all of a sudden he gets pinned by two, let's be honest, two guys that have been treated like jobbers. Man, if I was Morrison, I'd be wondering why I came back. I don't know. I don't know. what. So, sometimes I wonder these guys, when they sign back, do they even ask what their the plan is for them? Or are they just happy to be there? Because if I came back in Morrison, I'd be like, look, man, I've been around the world. I've held world championships. I'm not going to be some jobber on Raw. You're either going to put me in the upper mid card or the upper echelon, or I'm not coming back. The problem with wrestling in general, and this goes with WWE, this goes with AEW, this goes across the board. You have too many super fans that are in the ring now. They're just happy to be there. They're happy to get their shot. They're happy to do be in, do whatever. They're not like in the 80s and 90s and even the 2000s. You had legit tough guys back there that would push back, defend against themselves. You believed them. They weren't. You didn't watch them in the ring and think, "Oh, these guys are putting on a show. They're just happy to be there. Oh, they're having fun." Yes, fun should be part of it if you're working there. But you're also you're putting on a show. You gotta act angry. You gotta act happy. You gotta you gotta do something that makes me believe that I want to follow you and support you. And I'm sorry, AEW is better at it than WWE is in some respects, but. Most of the time I watch these shows, I'm playing around with my phone half the time because I'm like, I'm not invested in half these guys. AEW, I think, is particularly in trouble now about that because they keep bringing in these teams. I don't know who the hell these guys are. Like the guys that challenged Young Bucks, I'm like, who the hell are they? I don't even remember who these guys are. Who are they? They're on, they were on Dark. Nobody watches Dark. They were the ones you shit on recently. Yeah, they were the Dark, guys you shit on. now they're on. getting a world title shot. I think Miro announced he has a match on Dark. I don't even remember who he was facing, but as soon as I heard Dark, I'm like, yeah, who cares? I mean, some of these, they're just bringing them in, like this top flight guys. They look fine. They're a Dark team. They're not ready for prime time. We already ha- And we already have a private party. Don't be racist. You know what I mean? We already have a bunch of, yeah, we already have a bunch of um, young teams. And now it's just, it's all getting, like... FTR came out, I don't know if you guys saw it, and we're like, this is bullshit, we're being left behind. And it, they're kind of right. You know, look mm-hmm. at the, the um, Jungle Boy and, and uh, Luchasaurus. I mean, I haven't seen them in weeks. They've been on. They've been relegated to dark, and for a while there, they were like the number one contenders for the title. Like, there's just too much going on. They either need to get a second show, or they need to 
weed some i don't know how they're going to do this because I, I don't think tony khan is the kind of guy that's going to let people go at this point in time. he said that weeks ago in an interview i brought that up last week that he doesn't feel comfortable releasing people at this time especially during the pandemic and kind of took a jab at wwe and he said that and i'm like you know what you're running a company i'm sorry you're gonna have to be ruthless sometimes stop being a fucking fanboy and start acting like a fucking boss well here's the thing i mean cycle guys in and out then like moxley's off tv now good now that that's his spot Someone else can take that spot for a while. And then when Moxley's ready to return, whoever that, you know, cycle them in and out. If you don't want to fire them or, you know, or release them, cycle them in and out. Because right. right now it's like everybody's, it's all clustered together. Like the show, it's two hours. Like Raw to me is, seems like eight hours. And Dynamite to me seems like one hour because it's all so ugh, smushed together. And it's hard to, to differentiate. Like these teams aren't differentiating each other at all. You know, yeah, it's like a giant clusterfuck. It's just it, it's just everything. too much. There's too many guys like they need like AEW needs three hours to get in everything they need. But that would be but raw. We look what happens. When you do three hours of wrestling. It doesn't work. It's too much. So they, they need to do something. That's why I think dark is like 15 matches because they're trying to get everybody some ring time. And I don't care about that. Let them do that on the internet all they want. I'll watch it or I don't want to watch it. But the main show should be the main guys. They shouldn't be put like Joey Janela, no offense, should not be on Dynamite. I, I admire the guy. He's a good worker. You know, he's got his own promotion. He does his thing. He and Sonny Kiss don't belong on Dynamite. <laughs> My point being that, you know, they should be cycling these guys in and out. And right now, right now that the show is so tight, so many people, it's hard to figure out who's who. And there he is, the man himself, Stevie G. Don't give him any attention. He's a half hour late. Fuck him. Whoa. Aww. Wah. I was just symbolizing that I did forget, and I did come a half hour late. That's why I came in as Brock Lesnar, because I come in when I want, whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> so go on with your conversation. Do you want to let him make his picks real fast, or we want to move on to our end-of-year stuff? Actually, we could probably save it and just give him the same picks we did, because he'd probably agree with us. But here, we'll do this quick. Steven, Roman versus KO. Roman? Roman. Okay. Drew versus AJ Styles? Drew. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and the mystery partner. Oh my gosh, I really want it to be Asuka and Lana, but <laughs> if if for some reason Lana surprises and comes back, it's Asuka and Lana. If not, I'm going with the other two. You got to pick one. I'm going with Asuka then. Okay, Sasha versus Carmella. Sasha. Her oh business God. versus New Day. Her business versus New Day. I don't even know who the Hurt Business is. Oh, yeah. Uh, New... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it again. This is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Listen, I could I could pass a remark right now, but I'd probably be judged on it. So I'm just going to say uh, uh, Hurt Business. Okay. And The Fiend versus Randy Orton in an Inferno match, which apparently we ju was just announced earlier today. Um, I better go to The Fiend. Okay, see? <laughs> if we all got the same picks, we should just throw this pay-per-view out. Do you think Wait, that you they're going to add Big E? I think you guys Big... are going to choose the Hurt Business, honestly. Did you, do you think they're going to add Sammy and Big E for the Intercontinental Belt or no? No, they, they save that for Friday nights. That'll oh, okay. 
That'll happen on Christmas Eve. Hmm? What'd you say? I, I said if they do, Big E wins that. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you were even picking a, a fictional sure. match while picking the same thing. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go with Sammy pulling off the upset and Big E winning the, in the rematch. And that does it for me here, guys. Brock Lesnar checking out. It's been real. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> that would have been so much cooler if you would have done that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we have quite a few contenders for social media post of the week. And I know, Steve, I think you had mentioned one earlier in this week. Do you want to share it? Uh, I don't remember unless it's the one where I told uh, Lacey Evans to give her husband divorce papers. Yeah, we could go with that. So why don't you <laughs> give some context? Um, so Lacey Evans made a post on Instagram. And it was one of those posts where you could vote on things of what she should give her husband for Christmas. So I typed in divorce papers and sent it. <laughs> are, you, are you blocked? No, I'm not. Surprisingly. <laughs> In fact, you know, it's weird because I think it was Ivar liked one of my pictures, like, the day after that happened. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a connection, but not really. Like, Ivar liked the picture that I have with him after the Madison Square Garden anniversary show at their hotel. It's, like, him and his tag team partner and what's-her-face, Sarah, whatever. And um, that picture's, like, a year and a half old, and he liked it now. He was searching. <laughs> Maybe his pregnant wife is nagging him so much he needs something to to occupy his time. Which, speaking of nagging wives, apparently Al Snow must have one because he's a contender for this this week, of all people. He tweeted out, Jessica just said, I have blisters on my hands from the room. I said, well, next time take the car. And then the fight started. That's an old joke. It's an old joke, but I thought it was funny that her name was Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's like, it's, it's like my real life. Well, it was my real life. Come on now. Past tense. All right. So uh, Britt Baker is another contender. Imagine being the face of a division. The first woman signed a role model, Michael Jordan, the baddest bitch on the block, a dentist, and still not have an action figure. And it wasn't so much what she said. It was then Alundra Blaze came back and said, well, let's see. I believe you just learned how to tie your boots and got handed your position. It is almost 2021, and women's wrestling is fast-tracking. I'm sure you will have one soon. However, it took me 20-plus years before I received mine. Some people just earn respect differently. Ouch. Shots fired. I mean, that's definitely a mic drop moment. Well, and then I, I like this one. So Brian Myers, uh, I think he was known as Kurt Hawkins back in the WWE earlier this year. His response to Britt's tweet was, legit biggest travesty in pro wrestling since Mojo won the Andre Battle Royal. I feel you. Gosh. Thanks, Gronk. And Mojo sitting at home going, what did I do to deserve that? <laughs> yeah, right. And then the last one uh, is Miro, who basically posted a photo of how Lana pinned Nia Jax, congratulating his wife and saying he taught her that position. Oh, yeah, that's the one I'm voting for. <laughs> yeah, that was Anybody not pretty. Anybody else think that Miro has been relegated to a fucking troll? Like this guy, he came for as Rusev. Oh, here's this big, this big fucking monster, and now he's just a fucking clown. He's dancing. He's, he's dancing on TikTok. 
That's all I have to say. Yeah. My daughter also dances on TikTok, but she's nine. Now, I don't understand how you're supposed to portray yourself as a badass when then you're going on TikTok and doing, like, that kind of stuff. That's because AEW lets them do whatever the fuck they want. I, Ole Anderson's rolling over in his... Oh, wait, Ole Anderson's not dead yet. But he would, if he was dead, he'd be rolling over in his grave. I'm reading his book right now. He's mad about it, everything. Is this a surprise? No, but I, I've i met him, and I knew he was mad then, but I'm just reading his book. I didn't read it a long time ago, but I'm reading it again, and boy, he just is not a happy person. Speaking of uh, angry people, Jim Ross is causing a lot of controversy for sharing his honest opinion, not just on Dynamite, but also his podcast. Now, in this day and age, how many times do we watch sport, sporting events where the broadcasters are being brutally honest, even if it's their own team sometimes, they're crapping on what they're doing? So is it a big mistake for him to not be supporting these guys and just overlooking the issues he has with them? Or is an honest opinion more refreshing and something that should be done more often? What do you guys think? Well, I don't know why they considered him not supporting them. Because all he's saying is it all looks it looks stupid and it all looks the same. And all four of us at different points in time have said the same thing. I mean, that, that the point where... You've got like an eight-man tag match, and the guy jumps on the top rope, and everybody clusters together. Really, when you just run the other direction, when you saw somebody doing that, like, and you can see them all putting their arms together, it mm-hmm. looks stupid. But that comes back to the argument of everybody's doing super kicks, everybody's doing the jump up and kicking the face move. Every all there's, you know, I mean, you watch a Donnie Gargano match. It's like if you count, have a drink every time he does a super kick. There's probably or a Young Bucks match, you'll be drunk in like ten seconds. It, yeah. It's the most overused move in wrestling, the kick. And that's all Jim Ross is saying. Jim Ross is saying you guys are just, you know, mix it up a little bit. Somebody go in the locker room and say, you know what, this match we're not gonna throw one super kick. We're gonna be the match that doesn't throw a super kick, or we're not gonna do these silly dives off the top ropes anymore. You know, it looks stupid, you know? And what I think is funny is the announcers all go, oh, suicide, Topapita, whatever that stupid move, Excalibur. Tope Suicida! And I'm like, how can you get excited by that? Like, every match has one. Yeah. You know? That's like that's like in boxing. Oh, a punch. Oh, a punch. Oh, a punch. And another punch. He's punching him, fans. He's punching him. Come on. You know, somebody figure this out and do something different for a change. Let's Let's change it up a little bit. That's all Jim Ross is saying. These, these little bitches are just too sensitive. Yeah. Because they're super fans. Yeah. Jim Ross deserves a fucking standing ovation for saying what he thinks. For for saying what he thinks and actually fucking sticking with it and not giving a shit what the locker room says. Like, how, how do you get better if you don't get constructive criticism. If everybody's telling you you're great and the shit you do is awesome, well, then you're not going to change. If somebody finally tells you, hey, stop doing the same fucking shit as everybody else, do something different, well, maybe you'll start. And that's what this generation of wrestlers need. I mean, this isn't us. This is Jim Ross, right? Jim Ross has got how many years in the business? If Jim Ross says something, I'm going to listen to him. I completely agree. You guys basically covered everything I would have said on it, so I think we're in agreement. I like I like the honest approach. I, I've there's times they've done it on WWE lately where they 
crap on what's going on in the ring sometimes. So I appreciate that. If it's craps, call it for what it is. And I agree with Jim Ross here. And as Rob said, I think they're a little oversensitive. Steve, you have anything out here? Um, no, honesty is not good for business. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna give a little props to the encyclopedia because he always says it looks too indie, and that's exactly what the problem is. Is when they start doing these jumps and flips and stuff, it does look like an indie show. It doesn't look like a professional wrestling show. Yeah. And that's what happens when your roster is oversaturated with indie guys. That's what happens. Say what you want about Jericho, but but Jericho isn't gonna do that kind of crap. You know, yeah. And you gotta love a guy like um, Timothy Thatcher, who isn't jumping and flipping. He's wrestling. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's actually on the mat wrestling. He's doing what what the name on the marquee is, as they often say. Right. Gorilla yeah. Monsoon used yeah. to say the name on the marquee is wrestling. That's what he's doing. So it's a re- it's refreshing. Well, and it goes to show you some of the mindset of some people in the business. Uh, I was listening to some of the Pat Patterson tributes that were done on the Something to Wrestle With podcast, and. Bruce Pritchard was talking about how him and Pat would like change things up on the house show, let guys take the microphone, do whatever they want, have some fun. Cause he said, well, you're watching the TV shows and the TV shows are what are getting you to buy a ticket and come see, like in this case, he was talking about house shows. We want to give them something different, not a bunch of wrestling matches. And I'm saying to myself, you do realize you are a wrestling company, right? So it's, it's the mindset. Well, I mean, I think I, I think he meant more like I remember I went to a uh, Meadowlands show and Roddy Piper was was the, the uh, guest commissioner for the night and he just made up all the matches as and, and he'd come out and he'd interrupt and it was fun because it was an experience that you were never going to get it anywhere else like you know when they moved over to Maryland they did something else or if they went to the garden they did something else like I remember Shawn Michaels and Diesel being the dynamic duo and they came out to Batman music they wouldn't do that on a pay per view they wouldn't be allowed. You know, so, I mean, it's it's just, you know, back to our original point. I mean, everything's starting to look the same. And Jim Ross is just saying, you know, clean it up, make it a little re- more realistic looking. And I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, these little pissed millennials do. So get off my lawn. And speaking of these pissed millennials, let's get to our end of year picks. Uh, this was inspired <laughs> By the Slammies that were some reason WWE decided we're going to air on our network at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, the week of Christmas. I'm sure we're all going to be stopping our workday to watch that shit. So we want to give you guys our picks. And because Steven's always the most entertaining, we'll ask for his pick on each of these first. Uh-oh. Were these prearranged picks? Because I'll tell you right now, I'm totally unprepared, but I'm always good I- on the fly. We ended the show last week saying this. I knew he didn't do it. As soon as as soon as you said that, his face was like, uh oh, like he didn't have his homework in school. You could tell. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do homework. I got to my dog. I think I left it in my lock. My yes. dog ate it. Actually, the last I checked, like my file where I typed this all out, it's actually in this folder that's probably right below Freddie's, like right on the table there that he gave me a long time ago. That's usually where I had all my notes. Freddie, are my picks there by any chance? Could you see that? Yeah, right here. Right here. Yeah, my bad. I'm, I'm just not there, so I'm going to have to think off the fly. But as Freddie could vouch, I did it. Freddie could, just read, my picks Freddy could just read your picks. No, those are probably from three years ago, though, bro. Remember, <laughs> we've been doing this a while. 
<laughs> right here. Right yep, there, there it is. That's that's the sheet. Uh, are, are you sure that's not cheat sheet you used to beat me for the trivia championship? Oh wait, I found your picks. They're right here. You wrote them in invisible ink. <laughs> I don't know how they would have gotten a jersey. I haven't been to a jersey in a while. You wrote but, them in an invisible and as for I, that, I as for that accusation that he made, that is just all speculation. I don't know what right. he's talking you about. You admitted it on this show. Dude. All right, all right. We're getting all, we're getting up to fifty-four minutes here. Let's get let's get moving here. Oh my God, it's past the old man's bedtime, guys. No, that's that's when we started talking. We didn't start recording for like. All right. Oh, wait, so you guys said I missed a half hour, but I probably only missed 15 minutes because you guys started so late. <laughs> yeah, we started, we started breaking. You missed my reenactment of our boy Frankie Kazarian from AEW Dynamite, boy. Um, Dynamite? Dynamite. Did I hear Dynamite? Dynamite. <laughs> That's their B show. Yeah, that comes on after dark. After dark. <laughs> On the free for all. <laughs> yeah. TV guys. But let's station. jump into it. You sure all it's right, not Shock on Saturday Night or Jacked or Velocity? What? It's Jacked. Where are we starting? Why didn't you lead the way? What do you think we should start with? Rivalry of the year. All right. Okay. Steven. Um. Anything with our truth in the twenty four seven title. <laughs> My pick. The 27 title and interest is the rivalry. <laughs> Nobody yeah. has that. But the wrestlers have interest. We don't have interest. <laughs> okay. Uh, my pick, and I think there was really only one, if you really think about it, is Bailey is and Bailey and Sasha Banks. Because if you look at all the other matches during the course of the year, there were no really long rivalries. You had indiv- individual matches here and there. You had some short feuds. You might be able to say Orton McIntyre, but I mean that feud kind of was kind of all one way for the most part. Uh, but Sasha and Bailey started the year together, ended up as enemies, and really had some great matches along the way. So that's my rivalry for the year. Yeah, I if it was a serious pick, I would go with what you said, Rob. Absolutely. And as far as you know, the other matches go, you know, you said there were one match off. It's aside from Bailey and Sasha, the rest of the year was typical WWE. <laughs> Go on. Who's next? Um, I'm actually. I, I agree with you on the rivalry because it was. It was hinted at for several months. You know, they were both women's champions at some point, but Sasha was upset because she wasn't the champion while Bailey was for a while and what have you. They built it up over time. My runner-up was. That was the thing. I was trying to think of what would be the runner-up, and the only thing I could come up with is maybe Young Bucks versus FTR, and even that they. They kind of rushed through it. So that was the other thing. I felt like there were plenty of contenders that could have been rivalry of the year, but they were so short and they were so one-offed and not built I mean, up over a long time. Moxley Kingston was pretty good, but again, short. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm I'm going to go a complete different way from you guys. For me, <clears throat> it has to be McAfee and his crew versus the Undisputed Era. I wrote that, that for one me down. was a good pick. That was for me. It made me tune in and watch NXT live. Like, I would DVR it and watch it back later. But for me, that was that was rivalry of the year. I was glued to the TV when it would come on. I actually put my phone down and pay attention. And, you know, McAfee was great on the mic. 
he kind of shit on everybody in NXT with his mic work. And for me, that was rivalry of the year. I mean, just just a random mention that was a little longer than usual and that I actually enjoyed because I thought it was uh, good aside from when there was real injuries. I enjoyed uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy a little bit. I was thinking Orange Cassidy and Jericho, too, wasn't bad. But again, Ooh, short, yes. short, short programs. Yeah, Orange Juice, Matt. That's the best. That's actually why I didn't include that one. Okay. The Mimosa Mayhem. All right, you fucked up moment of the year. Why don't we start off with Rob on this one? Well, uh, my favorite one that I still watch over and over again is Lana and Nia Jax. When Lana grabbed the ropes and 20 minutes later, Nia Jax is starting to lumber over and fall through. I, I love stuff like that. Um, you know, I realize it's all a work, but like, they don't, neither one of them know how to work. So it was two idiots basically trying to execute uh, one of the simplest of moves. And neither one of them knowing what to do once something goes wrong. Like, neither one of them reacted. Lana just did what she was supposed to, and Nia was like, oops, I should be over there. Easily, easily the you fucked up moment of the year for me. I, I want to agree with you. I'm actually going to give it to Matt Bourne every time he tries to do something off a of rope <laughs> in AEW. That's a good pick. <laughs> that was going to be mine. That's a good pick. I like that one, too. He two for two this year. <laughs> He should just give it up. Like you should, yeah. I watch his matches just and go, fall, fall, fall. <laughs> Do it. Bust your ass. Steve, you in agreement with either one of these, or do you have your own? Hmm. I don't have one. Okay, fair enough. You fucked up moments have to be specific. I couldn't think that quick. We did have one. We did have one for this week, surprisingly, and that was the rough landing for Leon Ruff last night on NXT. But I'm bum. You actually came up with the rough. I thought you, one of you guys would have thought. I like I, when I sent it, I was like, "Ha they're gonna, they're gonna be like a oh, stupid joke," and you were like, "Oh, that's funny." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> rough landing." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> two peas in a pod. Thought that was a little too easy, but all right, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Um, match of the year. Let's go with Freddie first on this one. No pressure. Ah, man. Freddie, check um, your notes. They're right below your wrist. Oh, oh, here, here. Yes. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to have to go with War Games. The men's War Games match. Even though it was a little long, I did feel, I felt the brutality in it. I felt the storytelling in it. And for me, that was, uh, that was match of the year. Um, my match of the year I have, my runner-up was Hangman, Page, and Omega versus the Bucks. But my winner was uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. One of my favorite matches in recent history. Great match. The only thing that sucked about that was it was on a SmackDown and they kept cutting away. Yes. They, but that didn't take away from commercial it. Commercial like, Yeah, it didn't take. I, yeah, I agree with you. I hated that. It, that, that was a pay-per-view, pay-per-view match for sure. Mm-hmm. That's because they didn't have the restaurant famous picturing picture ready to go. There you go. 
Cyclopedia, what's your match? This actually was my match for the first half of the year, too, and it was the one that Rob mentioned as the runner-up. Uh, Hell's Frozen over because I'm choosing Young Bucks over uh, versus Omega and Hangman Adam Page. I just couldn't think of anything that I'm going to go back and watch over and over again. I, you mentioned the AJ Styles-Daniel Bryan match, and that I think I said at the half year, that was definitely a contender, but as you also mentioned, I think the commercial breaks kind of killed that. Um, of course, back then... When they went to commercial breaks, they probably just stopped rustling for a few minutes because I think that didn't video leak of that when they started the pandemic era. They would go to commercial and the two wrestlers would just stop for a few minutes while they waited for the TV to come back. It was one of the few times I've seen the Young Bucks sell in the first half of the year. Um, they are slowly but surely getting better at selling, so maybe they're waking up and now they're bringing in all these young tag teams that used to be like them to say, hey, look, we're the greatest tag team. Look at these guys that don't know how to sell. It's a clever plan by the Young Bucks to take over the world. Um, anyway. Pinky in the brain. Young Bucks, Omega, Hangman. I can't rank anything above that this year. Great match. It's, good. it's a good call. Steve? Uh, SummerSlam 2020, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my choice. I thought it was when he saw Shayna Baszler in the bedroom and, and stayed. Steve wanted the magic to happen. Absolutely fucking not. That was a match made in hell. That was that's never hell, a match. The there's no, nothing, there's yeah. no reality to that. So. Alrighty, moving on. Tag team of the year. Freddy. Sasha and Bailey. I think they were the the ones who really did anything in the tag team division. The first half of the year, we lost FTR, so you can't, for me, you can't really put them in there. Young Bucks are, ugh. And, <laughs> Is that a technical yeah. term? Ugh. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sasha and Bailey for me. I actually, you know, the funny thing was, I, I really feel terrible saying this. I totally forgot to think about them. I was so focused on the men's division and I couldn't come you up with You sexist pig. I know. I know. <laughs> there go all the female listeners because of that asshole the encyclopedia. Yeah, the one that we got is gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I prior to Freddie saying the golden role models, I actually, well, I wasn't sure. It's like, do you go with the Street Profits because they were the longest reigning tag team champions this year and still have those damn belts? Do you go with the young bucks do you go with hangman and omega um but i gotta agree with freddie the golden role models not only did they give us rivalry of the year they actually with their tag team title run uh, really impressed and even after they didn't have the belts they still kept it going so yeah i'll, I'll agree with you on that fred cool all right i'm gonna go with you know my favorite tag team to watch is the lucha brothers but tag team of the year in my opinion was kenny omega and hangman page um, I didn't think in the beginning they were going to be a good team, and they rolled over everybody they fought, including the, the quote-unquote greatest tag team ever, the Young Bucks. And um, you know, if it wasn't storyline where they were, they could have reigned for, they, they could have kept going with them. If you know, but Kenny Omega had another, you know, another destiny. So, but they could have kept going. I mean, they were just that kind of dominant. You know, I really, I really appreciated their. Um, their their work they they fought a lot of different styles and always seem to come out on top so 
So for the women, I would have picked Lana and Asuka, but they never got to actually tag together, it seems. So I can't. Yes, they did. Okay, well then my choice would be Lana and Asuka. Yeah, did they beat Shayna and Nia like twice, two weeks in a row? Yeah, that's, listen, I don't watch Raw every week because it kind of bores me at times. I'm surprised anyone was coherent enough to remember anything that happened on Raw. I yeah, read the I'm just trying to get my shot out. Could you guys stop interrupting? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> my favorite tag team is um, Lana and the Tables. If there was... <laughs> Are we done? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> AEW, I'd rather pick someone that, you know, a tag team that you guys didn't pick, so I'm going to go with Private Party. And as far as uh, WWE, um, Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Breakout tag team of the year right there. I think Brock Lesnar needs to leave the show. <laughs> he needs to go to hiatus. <laughs> that can be arranged. All right. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, Women's Wrestler of the Year. And we'll, we'll go with Steve, Women's Wrestler of the Year. Dana Brooke. Of the Year. <laughs> not, not Jobber of the Year. No, no, no. She won a match. Hey. Hey. Dana Brooke, and she's taking out that team uh, retaliation or whatever the fuck their name is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know their name anymore. It just looks like some villains from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when they come out. <laughs> I was going to say, they look more like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, enemies, but... It looks like the Shredder's cousins. Right? It looks like Shredder's crew. <laughs> so we got Bane, we got Shredder. Yeah. All right. Do you have a serious pick, or that's that's your pick, Dana Brooke? That was my pick, Dana Brooke. All right. Why can't you guys just take me more seriously? Damn it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves her because she supposedly got with Batista. Anyway. There's nothing. What does that have to do with anything? Weirdo. My brother's fucking sick, bro. I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Bailey on this one. One wrestler of the year, Bailey. She held it down. She changed the character up. She kind of tore the house down. Talking to Cole from the ring, better than Bailey for me. Bailey for me too. Same reasons. All right, so I'm going to go into my five minutes soliloquy about why I chose Bailey as well. No, actually. You Whoa, five minutes? <laughs> Only five minutes? I know. You know what, for now on, I, I don't, don't want see you to call, for now on, I don't want you to call in. I want you to just leave notes on the work in the sheet or yeah. read them. <laughs> yeah, 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 the, your cliff notes. Freddie, could you pick those up? They were what you just pulled out of the garbage a little while ago, right? <laughs> oh, there they are. 500. I got it, right? Yeah, Freddie, remember we got confused his notes with the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> like like reading Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, guys. So this is how it was. When Anthony was away and we had to do pay-per-view picks, it was like this. On the first day, God created. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why Stephen has a Bible in his room. What? Because well, he's the devil. Exactly. <laughs> And you're the devil's advocate. Things, things, yeah, I'm the, the devil's things advocate. Place in this room that I have no idea. See, here's my evil Christmas tree with uh, Jack Skellington up front, and then magically the other day, a freaking nativity gets added there, and it wasn't me. You do realize? <laughs> like, you do realize this isn't going on YouTube because Freddie didn't hit record. 
It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. People could use their fucking imagination. Which category, bitch? <laughs> Fuck. Men's wrestler of the. Uh, I think it's got to be Jericho. For me, he had matches with everyone you could think of, whether it was having to put somebody over, whether he was going over himself, being innovative in different matches, and still continuing his storyline of the inner circle, Jericho for me. Sunny kiss for me. <laughs> At least he didn't say Nyla Rose, right? I mean, I could have. That could have been male, right? That's that's fucked up, Anthony. We're leaving on different times. <laughs> Jesus, he just made like a snowflake comment, man. Okay. All right, it's like you got. In all seriousness, I I really legit could not pick anyone in WWE for this, which is fine. And I didn't pick someone that was a champion. I picked someone who entertained the fuck out of me all year. He was a great heel. I think he's got quite a future. And he could be the reason why the inner circle split up soon enough. MJF. He's better than all of you. MJF. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yep, it is a good one, but not mine. Uh, I picked Kenny Omega. Says he's been in the okay. he's been in the main event picture all year. And, and he's probably at his most interesting right now. And my runner-up would be Roman Reigns. Um, my only problem with Reigns is it took him, they took him too long to get that going, you know, with everything going on. But he could easily could have been Wrestler of the Year. But my pick is Kenny Omega. So um, are we doing title change of the year? No, that was not a category we discussed. Well, could we do it? Come on, think. Why don't you guys live life like me and think off the top of your heads? Let's go, go for it. So, title change of the year goes to Gronkowski, twenty-four-seven champion at WrestleMania. Uh, all right, <laughs> Rob, who do you got for title change? Um, our truth's thirty-eight, twenty-four-seven victory. That's another. That's thirty-eight, isn't it? Like six hundred twenty-fourth at this point. I don't know. I'm making it up. I have no idea. I was not ready for this category, so. That's what I like, Rob. Thinking off the top of your head, Freddie, Anthony, your turns. Well, I, I could tell you, Freddie's. He doesn't have to speak. It's when Roman Reigns came out and ruined the payback pay-per-view by win winning by doing like two things at the end of the match. Freddie, you did tell me it, you had a hard on when that happened. Don't be mad because you're not the head of the table. All right. Just because you sit at the little kid's table and Roman sits at the head of the table. That's right. And on this show, Freddie Aloso is not only the head of the table, he's the tribal chief. Damn All right. right. Don't blow this guy's heads up. But who's the wait, 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 wait. Who, who's the champion? This guy. Oh, there's the poke. Somebody, there's the poke. What'd you say? Here's Mike. Coming off the worst pay-per-view picks record ever. One Still and the four. champion. Uh -huh. Still the champion. Uh -huh. Anyway. Don't Does that reset itself at WrestleMania or no? Be jealous. So, Freddie, what was your title change? <laughs> <laughs> it would be Roman. Okay. Don't make me go get the belt. I'm going to have to go with Sasha Banks beating Bailey just because of how well that was built up over several months. And granted, Sasha was Raw champion for a couple weeks there, but... Uh, Sasha finally winning the belt. It, there was just such a long build for it. It, it was w very well done. Um, so I'm going to go with Sasha. 
Thanks, Steve, for coming up with a great idea for a quick topic. Thank you. You're welcome. I think the fans will agree Gronk is at the top of that category. Next category, please. Okay, do you guys want to do yeah. overall wrestler of the year? Uh, I don't care. It's on. It was on the list. I have one. Okay. So go ahead. Name it. I had to go with Bailey. She ended the longest title reign in wrestling this year. She really carried it. She was, as you mentioned, all we went through all the reasons. I just think she stands out head and shoulders above everyone else in wrestling this year. And even now, she's not champion, and yet what she's doing with Bianca Belair is still entertaining as fuck, more so than what we're seeing with the SmackDown Women's Championship. I have to agree for all the reasons you said, Bailey. To me, head and shoulders, there's no one even – I didn't even have a second choice. As much as I enjoyed Kenny Omega this year, he didn't like hold the candle to her. She, she was entertaining in, in her matches, entertaining in her interviews, entertaining on her Twitter feed. Um Everywhere. So it, it she she has killed the pandemic more ways than one. Yeah. It's gotta be Bailey for me. I think she killed it. Um had Roman been around a little bit longer this year, maybe we could have thrown Roman Roman in there with his character now, his character switch and stuff. But um it's it's gotta be Bailey for me. Darby Allen. Darby Allen. That's a good one, too. Um, so, here's a question before we wrap up. Do you think if Roman was here for WrestleMania, we would have seen this character? I, I think it would have been great to turn him into this character after he won the belt and shit all over the fans for not supporting him all these years, so fuck you. And I, I'm with Heyman now. I'm I'm saying you could still do it, I, but I wonder, would they have done it if he didn't disappear for all those months? Any thoughts? It would have pulled the trigger. Uh, I think they would have, you know, tried to do it organically, and it wouldn't have worked. But because he took the hiatus, he came back with new teeth, and they, they threw him in with Heyman. And that, I think that's why Vince wouldn't turn him all those years because of his teeth. Yeah, he needed the new teeth. That's what it was. Roman Reigns returning like Ronnie returning on Jersey Shore with the new grill. <laughs> You know, I would love to know what the turning point was when they finally decided why they were going to make Roman a heel. Because there's no crowd, so they could But I mean, with all those years of him, of everybody going, he should be heel, he should be heel, is it really the fact that there were no crowds made him turn? I mean, that seems like kind of a shallow answer to a question, right? I mean, it would seem like if you're listening to the fans, the fans wanted to boo him. I mean, that's what they did with The Rock. That's why I don't understand. Like, it was a natural progression. Certain guys yeah. you just want to boo. Certain guys, you know, just lend themselves to certain characters. And I don't know why they stayed away from it for so long. I mean, Roman has enough clout. Maybe he went to Vince and said, look, enough with this. It's not working as a face. You're not getting the complete reaction you want from me. Let me try this heel thing. I think Roman's got enough clout that he could actually give Vince his opinion and Vince will go with it. I don't know, but, I mean, look, it's worked out. Now they just need to keep feeding him some good challengers. Yeah. All right, so that's a wrap. That is it. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Yeah, happy holidays to our loyal listeners. Had fun with all three of you guys and our listeners. Yeah, let me just say one and... thing real quick, guys. I appreciate you guys letting me join. 
and uh, I really enjoyed it. I look forward to it every week. So I just want to make sure I thank you guys. This has been cool. I I, I miss talking wrestling. I, Anthony and I do it, but it's nice having Freddie and Steven involved too. So thank you for coming on and being our our newest addition this year. That uh, was to come. Was it WrestleMania time? Rob came on. It was yeah. It was right after. It was right yeah, around, that. around February. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. this is getting to some emotional. And also, shit thanks right for now. being such sucky pickers and allowing me to step up and become champion. So I appreciate that too. It's kind of like a welcome thing, bro. We're just trying to make you feel better. That's all right. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> my wife. That's what my wife says. I don't care. <laughs> Yo, know, I could see this guy strapping on the belt and being like, "I am the podcast champion, baby. Let me dominate Steven. you." <laughs> Naked, Steven. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no. Like, I'm done. I'm like Shawn Michaels? Tonight, bro. <laughs> yeah. I lay on the floor and I got the belt covering my crotch. That's about it. Yeah. Anthony's going to hang out with him and his wife, and his wife's going to have to tell the story of, well, Rob came in the room and made me do a Playgirl shoot with him. <laughs> so so when, I, when we meet up in a few weeks, I should ask Janine, so Rob really walks around the house with the title belt naked when after you put the daughter to sleep, and she'll be like, huh? I didn't say I did it for her. So... With that being said, we thank you guys for listening. We thank you for sticking with us and continuing another year of listening us talk shit about wrestling on a weekly basis. We thank you guys, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Or Come on, we digress. At the end of the we year. We won't catch him next week. <laughs> we won't catch him next week. We'll catch you we probably won't in catch 2021. Catch Peace.